Fox fans. Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. And we have a great show for you this week. Lots of news with the Ducks. A trade was made uh, this last week. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, obviously, and how it affected the team. Uh, we've got a couple games to cover, the Blues-Columbus-Nashville uh, contests, a little bit of controversy in some of those games as well. So we'll go into some of that. And uh, fan questions. And, of course, we'll get you all caught up to date on the, uh, the uh, injuries and whatnot that happened uh, at practice, or at least the injury updates and whatnot. So with that, we will go back, though, first to the Blues game. The Ducks came off the game against Chicago, which we talked about in the last show. And, of, of course, we're not going to revisit that. But after they got blown out in that game, they took on the Blues, and they ended up <laughs> beating one of the best teams in the league. They actually scored first in this game, Antoine Vernet in the first period, uh, Kevin Waugh, and then Vermette again. The Ducks built a 3-0 lead. Uh, looked like they were going to coast uh, until about the f- final four minutes of the game. Uh, the St. Louis got a couple goals in there, and the Ducks held on, and they won this one 3-2, Eddie. But overall, a very good effort by the Ducks after losing to Chicago. Yeah, and, and you know I think they caught the Blues sleeping a little bit in this game. I mean, they, they got out of them early with the Vermette goal, and, and they really played a, a solid you know, first 60 minutes and until, sorry, first 40 minutes and then until the third period, the Blues kind of woke up late in the third and Brodziak got a couple late goals, but it wasn't enough. But yeah, I mean, I think it was a solid effort. You know, Vermette had a a good game in this one. He had two goals. I think Kevin Waugh had another strong game. You know, he's been arguably, you know, this year's Andre Kasher. And that was something we were talking about before the podcast that, you know, he's been very surprising in, in the impact he's had. In, in the few games that he's played so far. But, you know, I think it was a strong effort. You know, we're all disappointed coming off the game against Chicago and you're coming, uh, you know, off a, a bad loss like that and you're, you're coming in and playing against the best team in the Western Conference. And, and not only are you, you playing the best team, but you're playing them on the road as well. So it's, it's always tough. But, you know, I think it was a, a solid effort, a, a good rebound game and, and, you know, a good two points for the Ducks in this one. Yeah, they played well. You know, they didn't give up too many shots. I mean, they still gave up 39, but it wasn't in the 40s or the 50s. The Ducks did score two power play goals. Uh, St. Louis did not score any in this one. The Ducks won the faceoff battle by a little over 2% here. But overall, the Ducks did well. The only really bad thing that happened in this game, Eddie, and as we talk about with the injuries, the Silverberg had an upper body injury, did not finish the game. And obviously didn't play in, in, you know, as we'll talk about in the other games as well. So, uh, you know, that was probably the only the downside of the that night, Eddie. But the Ducks held on and won this game three to two. Yeah, and it seems to never end, really. I, I mean, right when we think everybody's coming back healthy, you know, pretty much everybody but Eves, Getzlaff, and Kessler were were ready to go. And then, of course, you know, another guy from the top six gets injured in Silverberg, and, and he hasn't played since since that game so you know it looks like that he's going to be coming back soon and and hopefully you know we can finally get to a point where everybody on this team is healthy and we can start winning games you know i i think it's it's great that the ducks are still sitting around 500 with all these injuries that they've had to top players but you know at some point they've got to catch a break and and everybody's got to come back and and be 100 percent healthy and that's what we're hoping. I mean, we'll we'll get to some of the practice updates from today, but yeah, the Ducks are you know trying to fight it out. <clears throat> Their top uh, you know forwards are, are been out, and 
it kind of necessitated this trade, Eddie, that happened the uh, the day after um, they they won against the Blues. The uh, trade was announced. The Ducks sent Sammy Votnin to the New Jersey Devils. They ended up getting Henrique Landisi in a draft pick. The Ducks also sent a conditional pick, which we'll talk about those rules in a little bit there. But overall, um, a good you know trade from what most of you out there thought. We did a fan uh, poll. 62% liked it. Uh, a handful of you thought maybe too early to tell, and then a small percentage didn't like it. But overall, it seems like everybody liked the trade. And we'll talk about the other couple of games coming up, but it seemed to be paying some dividends already. Uh, what did you think about this trade, Eddie? Uh, initial thoughts as, uh, you know, the Ducks sent uh, Sammy Votnin away, but picked up a couple more forwards as, you know, the Ducks depleted lineup has continued this season. Well, this is this is the trade that everybody's really been waiting for, right? Uh, I mean, we've all speculated Votnin was going to be traded pretty much up until, until the rumors about Fowler stopped uh, when he when he signed his contract. So, I mean... It's been a long time coming. I think it's it's about time the Ducks finally traded from from a position of strength uh, to get to gain something. Uh, you know, especially right now, I guess getting in a position of weakness up front where where they're missing Getzlaff and Kessler right now. So I think it's it's very good for them to go out and do that. Um, it's a long time coming, and and, and I think Henrik is a good addition. Uh, you know, it looks like they were looking for a center. Uh, rumors coming out after, and a lot of people discussing the fact that they were most likely in on Matt Duchesne, but the price was too high. And then you look at some of the other names out there, Alex Galchenyuk, the price might have been a little bit too high on him as well. And then guys like James Van Riemsdyk and Evander Kane, well, they're wingers, so if the Ducks were looking for a center, then uh, they were kind of out on, on those two. But, you know, I think it, I think it's a good trade. You know, the only thing I'm worried about is, is kind of what Adam Henrik are we getting. Are we getting the guy who scored 30 goals and 50 points a couple seasons ago, or are we getting the guy who's going to sit around 40, which still isn't bad, but, you know, uh, I think he's looked impressive so far. You know, for a center, he doesn't win an awful lot of faceoffs, but when Getzlaff, Kessler, and and obviously Vermette are all in the lineup healthy, that's not going to matter too much. You know, I, I think he brings some experience and, and some leadership to the locker room as well. And, and, and all in all, I think it's a good trade. It's obviously going to help the Ducks in the short term, especially with Getzlaff and Kessler out. Uh, but when he when they're all back, I, I mean, that's one of the top center groups in the in the league when you've got Getzlaff at one, Kessler two, Henry or Henrique maybe two or three if you switch him and, and Kessler around, and then you've got Vermette who would be at a fourth line center. I think that's one of the the best center depth you can get in the NHL. Yeah, I agree, and I I think the center depth is a big issue. You know, if you missed it, I was on the uh, the Blues podcast. There was um, uh, not an official one, but the one called the Drop Podcast, and it was. Uh, like a pregame one before this game against St. Louis and talked to exactly what you talked about is uh, the host on there, Lance asked me, you know, what's the, what's the problem with the ducks? What's the, the big issue as far as the injuries? And I said, well, it's the center position. I mean, obviously you had, like you said, Getzloff and Kessler, your one and two punch are gone. <clears throat> I said, that's the issue with the ducks is, you know, they're missing some forwards, of course, uh, all around. But in the center position, it's been tough. You've had Grant and Wagner trying to fill in some some big shoes. You've had, you know, Vermint still there, and then you're 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 juggling whoever's going to be on the fourth line. So the question was asked me, well, what are the ducks, you know, who are they going to trade? And I uh, of course I said Botnin, and I said they need to trade for some centers. And so uh that's what the ducks did. <laughs> they went out in this trade and they traded Botnin, and they ended up getting Henrique and Blandisi, who can actually play winger 
and center, which is a benefit for the Ducks because you, as you and I know, this lineup, if it's all healthy, which we'll kind of talk about later in the show, there's a lot of things that the Ducks can do with this lineup. Hopefully, if if this injury bug can, you know, please just go away. So I like this trade. I think it's a good trade. Uh, if you didn't understand the, the part about the conditional pick, the way that that works out is if the Ducks do sign – uh, Henrik again in 2019 before the third round pick, then that third round pick ends up going to New Jersey. If it's after that, then the third round pick in 2020 goes to New Jersey. So that's how, how that works out. And if the Ducks don't extend him, then they don't get a pick at all um, getting sent back to New Jersey. So that's kind of the way it works out. I think it's a good deal. Uh, didn't affect the cap in any situation either, Eddie. So overall, I think, you know, of course, it is still early. It's only been a couple games. And we'll talk about those games against Columbus and Nashville. But I, I like what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, and, and I think the underrated piece of this deal might be Joseph Blandicia. I, I mean, I think he is a guy that can be a bottom six forward in the NHL. You know, kind of like a, a Steve Ott kind of grinder type player. And I think he's been pretty decent for for the for the first two games. Obviously, he's been playing a little bit above I, I think his role. He's playing on the, on the top line with Henrik and, and Perry for a bit in the last game. But you know, I think he's been good. He, he's not going to be a guy who's going to go out and put up thirty forty points. Most likely, he's, he's going to be a gritty bottom six guy. But you know, it's a guy another another body that the Ducks can then can call up and play if there's any injuries or to, or to fill a role or, you know, to fill a, a role of if anybody is struggling as well. And, and I think it's great. I mean, he's always been a guy that's kind of perplexed me a bit. You know, he when he was playing in the OHL, I remember watching him back with the 67s when he was traded to Barry, and he was just a, about a point-per-game per guy in the OHL. wasn't anybody wasn't anything flashy, you know, a, a bigger guy, so he's using his body. And then his last season, his overage season in the OHL, he gets put with, with a guy that we know – you know pretty well in in uh, St. Louis, or sorry, San Jose prospect Kevin LeBanc, and he was with uh, Calgary prospect Andrew Magnapain, and that line just lit up the OHL, and all of a sudden he's getting 112 points in in 68 games, and I think that that helped him a lot to to get a role with with the New Jersey Devils. But you know he's he's a he's a guy that's always kind of you know amazed me in that fact that all of a sudden he's a, a point per game guy, and then he comes out and has a big season. So I think he's got some potential. You know I I think it, it's a good piece for the Ducks to add as well, especially if they're going to make a push to make the playoffs this year. And again, getting that that third round pick as well. Uh, I mean, anytime you can add a pick, I think it's great, especially in the first three rounds, and especially going into into this draft as well the, uh, this year. Um, and then you've got the conditional one going back, which it all depends if Henrik signs. So, I, you know, all I think it was, it was a good good trade for both teams. I, I think the Ducks really addressed the need, and they they traded from a position of strength, and and then New Jersey as well, getting you know the puck moving power play quarterback they've been looking for for a while. Yeah, exactly. New Jersey's kind of needed that for their, uh, you know, power play unit and defense in general. So, you know, it looks like, you know, early on, maybe a win-win for both teams. Obviously, we'll have to see how it all plays out. But with that, the Ducks then, you know, play Columbus. Uh, as you talked about, Henrik thrust into the lineup. He's already put into, you know, a top-line role in this game. Blandizi was on a more of a bottom-six role, and then later in the Nashville game uh, went to a higher role. But in this game, he came in. Uh, Henrik did, and it looked like the Ducks. You know, this game was kind of a rough game. We we knew Columbus, uh, you know, was going to be a tough opponent. They ended up, you know, scoring first in this game. The Ducks battled back. Cam Fowler scored, and you know, it just went back and forth. It looked like the Ducks were going to maybe, you know, take the lead and and hold on to it. Uh, as we've talked about before, Waz done pretty well. He scored in this game, 
but the Ducks couldn't hold that lead. It ended up being 2-2, and then they kind of had a little bit of a meltdown in the third period, and they ended up uh, losing this game 4-2, Eddie. Kind of a hard-fought game. It looked like maybe the Ducks would try to get a point out of this one, but they couldn't get anything going on the power play, and they took a lot of penalties, you know, a little bit of turnovers, too, in this one, and, you know, it just kind of didn't work out after the second period. Yeah, I think they just got kind of sloppy going into the third period and, you know, giving up that that late late goal to Josh Anderson. It, it was kind of a lucky bounce. It, it fell right to him in the slot, and he was, was able to shovel it past uh, past Gibson. But, you know, it, it's just... Uh, it's a, it's disappointing. I like you said. I I think they could have grinded out a point in this one, and and to come out of it with nothing to show for it, it, it it's pretty disappointing. But you know, there's some pauses to take away. You look at Adam Henrique, obviously making a, an impact in his first game with a, a nice nice little backhand stretch pass to Kevin Waugh uh, to spring him on a breakaway, and, and again a nice finish from Kevin Waugh, who, who's looked very impressive in his last three games. He almost pulled off a, a ridiculous move in that game against Nashville the other night as well. So he's been a, a bright spot for the Ducks. But you know, I, I it, it's it's tough. It, it's disappointing. Um, I think. They, they could have got a point out of this and, and to come out of it with nothing, especially when, you know, the Ducks are looking for anything to, to get going right now. Uh, it, it, it's definitely disappointing. Yeah, and I think the other part about that too, Eddie, is in net, you know, uh, Bobrovsky didn't even play in this game. So you thought the Ducks had a better chance with him out, but it just didn't quite work out. I, I think some of the stuff that kind of, you know, was a downfall was the specialty teams didn't quite work out. Uh, a little bit, you know, lackadaisical with the puck here and there. Uh, get, you know, giving it away a little bit too much. And uh, unfortunately, that's just what did it in. I mean, you know, th- this team's kind of been up and down. You you see him against Chicago and, and you're frustrated. Then you see him against uh, the Blues and, and, and you're like, okay, look at this team, the way they're playing with the, you know, depleted lineup. And then they go to Columbus. And of course, in this game, you know, Silverberg was out in this one. Uh, Raquel was out. I, I think, you know, th- that's why part of this trade kind of worked out too, Eddie's. You had all these people out already and you have more people and i think that's why blendisi and henrique was kind of good timing because they were able to come in and play while you know the ducks continue to i mean you look at this lineup they only have a couple top six forwards it's crazy and yet even though they lost they still competed hard and they've been competing hard every night yeah i mean imagine imagine this lineup tonight against or that night against columbus if we didn't have henrique and, and blendisi in the lineup i mean with no raquel and no silverberg you would have been looking at a top line of probably grant again or wagner at center with with richie or sorry with richie and perry or cogliano and, and perry and then from there on you know you've got mix of some ahl guys some fourth liners and, and that's pretty much it so it was a welcomed addition to have those guys in the lineup and you know obviously it didn't pay dividends but uh down the road when everybody starts coming back healthy and guys getting into the lineup it, it's going to be nice to get the the ducks top players back and 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 start hopefully winning games yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, after this game, unfortunately, the Ducks, you know, they had to play Nashville uh, right after that. They had uh, Miller going net. And this game, this game had a lot of action. I mean, if you <laughs> wanted to watch a game and you wanted to be entertained, this this game, other than the outcome, of course, but, uh, you know, it was pretty entertaining. You saw all kinds of stuff going on in this game. Um, Nashville ended up scoring uh, first in this one. Perry scored. Uh, Fowler scored. It looked like the Ducks, you know, might uh, you know go into this one getting two points. Then, of course, Nashville scores again. Both of their goals, I thought, were 
quote unquote trash. I'm sorry, that's just the way I'm going to put it, and we'll go into it. But, anyways, they uh, had to go to overtime. They lost in the shootout. Eddie disappointing. You know, Miller played a great game. Uh, Henrique had a goal, which we then found out was taken away. Now they gave to Perry, which is kind of odd. That was a little weird, but um, I mean, it didn't really matter in the outcome of this game. Uh, Henrik still got a uh, point as far as getting an assist, so you know he's got a point in each of the games that he's played with the Ducks. But this was an entertaining game, but a little bit frustrating too the, the way some of the uh, the calls went in this game, Eddie. Yeah, it was almost more street fight than than hockey game at some <laughs> points. Uh, I mean, it was definitely some bl- bad blood left over from the uh, from the playoff series last year, and, and I mean this. Honestly, it might be a little bit biased, but this has to be, you know, one of the most underrated rivalries in, in the NHL right now. Every game, um, you know, these guys don't like each other. I think most of the Ducks and, and Ducks fans in general hate Philip Forsberg, and I think a majority of Preds fans hate Corey Perry, much like everybody else, pretty much in the NHL. But yeah, I mean, it was a hard-fought game. You know, we expect that between these two teams w- with the history between them. So um, I, you know, it, it's nice to get the point, but it, it's it's you know leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You you really wanted the win in in this game, especially especially against Nashville, and you now I I think you know the, the, it was a hard fought game. You know, it, it, these ones are, are the tough ones to lose, especially when you lose it in a shootout. I think both teams battled very hard, and and to to lose you know to lose that extra point that way is kind of depressing, but. Uh, again, you got to look at uh, Adam Henrique in this game. I mean, he played the, the most minutes of any Ducks forward. He played 21 minutes in, in this game and, and making an, a, you know, an instant impact here. What we thought was his first goal as a Duck ends up going in off, off Corey Perry and he gets his second assist. But you know, he's made an immediate impact uh, on this Ducks lineup. And, and obviously he's been thrust into a first-line center role. But um, you, know, you couldn't really ask for much more. Maybe the only thing you might want to ask from him, especially if he's going to be playing center, uh, is to up the the faceoff win percentage just a little bit, but you know I, I can't complain. He he's been great since coming over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, he gets thrown into the top line center role, which I know surprised some of you out there, and uh, didn't really surprise. I don't think you and me so much, Eddie, because it's like who else are you gonna put up there? I mean, Wagner's been playing pretty good. Grant's been kind of hit and miss, but I mean, I, I figure you get a new toy you got to you got to thrust him out there especially with the way that the ducks are shorthanded you know so they put him out there and i agree with you i i, I thought it was a very hard fought game you saw manson and mcleod go at it a pretty even uh fight there they were they were going for a long time so if you didn't see that i know we posted the video on that um up on social media so that was entertaining and uh, all the fights throughout the game all the scrums i i think you know, maybe some of them shouldn't have happened, but I mean, it's just the way it is. Like you said, uh, the Ducks don't like the Sharks and the Kings, but uh, you got to throw Nashville up there too uh, in the top three. I would say now of the teams that the Ducks just can't stand, and probably our fans can't stand, and you know, their fans and vice versa. And like you said, you know, they don't like Corey Perry, and we don't like flopping Forsberg as I call him because he flopped. Uh, on that power play uh, that they were awarded, which, you know, Nashville ended up getting the tying goal. I I know some people felt that maybe Wagner shouldn't have, uh, you know, cross-checked him, but I, I just didn't like that call. And I think it's upsetting when a questionable call like that's made. You see Cogliano get completely interfered with on the sequence before. Nothing is called. And they call that penalty, and then they score the game-tying goal on that power play. And I think that was very frustrating. And, and you all saw how Randy Carlisle felt. We posted that gif of him doing the uh, the diving motion a couple times, which 
you know, it's pretty much sums it up for me. I, I think that's what fust was frustrating about the game is I felt like the Ducks should have won this one at least two to one and not even gone to overtime. And to have something like that happen, it, it's just unf unfortunate. I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like the flopping. And a lot of, you know, you, we watch this game. A lot of people don't do that kind of stuff. And to see him do that and fall down and smiling while it's happening because he knows he did it, it's just it's embarrassing to me and and also the fact that he you know goes after and runs his mouth against all the ducks and all that other stuff too so uh, it's just unfortunate i just didn't like the way that it ended like that i thought the ducks deserved a much better fate i thought they played a really really solid game just like they did against st louis and uh they just came up short in the shootout unfortunately yeah, and I think Forsberg's kind of becoming notorious for, for that a little bit, especially, you know, just from the games that we've seen in, in last year's playoff series and, and the few games we've seen uh, this season, uh, again, and last season in the regular season against the Ducks um, and the Preds. And, you know, it's, it's disappointing to see. You know, nobody likes to see that in the game anyway. But, you know, one thing I kind of want to, to ask you is is a lot of people were up in arms about uh, Nick Ritchie's stick getting thrown into the air out of, out of his hands. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in the boat that I think uh, a lot of people wanted a penalty. Uh, I'm in the opinion that I think Richie probably just needs to keep a better grip on his stick, but I kind of wanted to get your opinion on, on what you thought about that play because it did lead to a, to a Predators goal. Yeah, well, I wrote about it in the game recap, and I wasn't happy about that play either, Eddie. I mean, I, I, I agree with you, though. I mean, yeah, if a guy's going to hit your stick uh, and you, I mean, you've got to definitely have it be held secure. Of course, there's no doubt about that. And then what <clears throat> was kind of more frustrating on that play is obviously he does that. The puck comes back to Phila and he scores and, and the same thing, kind of a frustrating thing. But then Richie goes and decks him and then the whole melee happens. Nashville gets another power play. So it was just a bad sequence all the way around. I just thought it was unfortunate because <clears throat> a, a penalty most likely should have been called. I mean, he knocked the stick out of his hand. I agree with you. He probably should have held it a little bit tighter because he kind of seemed like he had kind of flung a little bit too easily out of his hand. But it's unfortunate. You, you see that, and then it's all about the sequence. You know, one thing happens, and then right after that, another thing happens. And, um, you know, that, that upset me N not as much as the second goal, uh, like we talked about. I think that one was more upsetting. Um, but both of their goals, to me, I, they shouldn't have counted. I, I just think if the refs make the right calls on the ice, then the, those plays wouldn't have happened. I mean, that's just the bottom line. They, they missed both those calls, you know. I mean, that's it. They just did. I, I, don't, I don't blame... Richie for not holding a stick too tight. I don't blame Wagner for, you know, hitting uh, Forsberg when he backs into him. I mean, are, are there things that they could have done a little bit better? Yeah, of course there are, definitely. But the way you look at that game, I, I just, I don't know. I just think some of the tactics that Nashville uses is very annoying, frankly. That's all I can really say. And, and that's why I was so happy when Pittsburgh beat them last year in the Stanley Cup because I can't stand some of the things they do. And I know Pittsburgh's no angel either. I know they do some stuff too. But... I just they just rub me the wrong way. Uh, they always have, and you know, and obviously the Ducks. We've lost to them a couple times down the playoffs, and and the fans know that it, it's just getting old losing to Nashville. And when you see certain things like that happen, um, it, it's frustrating because it feels like in these games that they get away with a little bit more stuff, Eddie. Uh, you know, in this game, they had four power plays. The Ducks only had two. And I, I know that power plays aren't even. They're not supposed to go, you know, that way. And it, it sometimes goes one way or another. But it just seems like for some reason, whenever we play Nashville, they get away with little things like all the time. I don't know what it is, but it's just something that happens when we play them. 
Yeah, and you know it's something we're gonna have to get used to, especially if the Ducks are gonna gonna squeak into the playoffs this year. I mean, there's a good chance that they either play Nashville, um, in you know if there is a wild card spot, or if they play if the Ducks end up advancing past the first and second round and, and playing them again. You know, this is something we got to get used to seeing, especially because Nashville's most likely gonna make the playoffs, and and the Ducks maybe don't look like it right now, but if everybody comes back healthy, might squeak in and, and get a matchup against Nashville. So it's it's definitely something we we have to get used to. And you know, you know speaking of the playoffs as well, you know, I think. Last podcast, we were looking at this week and and saying, oh, can it get any worse after the Chicago game? You're going against the, the, right. West, the best team in the West. You're going against Columbus, who is one of the best teams in the East. And then you're going to play Nashville, who, again, is one of the best teams in the Western Conference. And, you know, I think you, you, we, we can't really be happy with the way the three games turned out. You know, the Ducks get three out of, three out of six possible points. Uh, but I don't think you can be too disappointed. I think we're definitely pessimistic going into to this three-game stretch. And, and for them to come out with, with a win against the best team in the Western Conference and then stealing a point uh, from Nashville, it's not too bad. I, I don't think it was that bad of a league, especially with a depleted lineup. No, I, I agree with you. We talked about that. We were hoping, we, you know, out of these three games, I think we said if they get two, we'd be, you know, we wouldn't be surprised. But if they got more, we would we would be not ecstatic, but a little bit happy. So they got three out of six. You know, they got half the points. So it wasn't too bad. I, I think the biggest thing is, is just they're going to play Nashville over time. And like you said, they, they're a good chance to meet in the playoffs. And Randy Carlo talked about this too after the game. We're just going to have to play smarter against them. And I, I know that that's, you know, not, you know, easier said than done basically but that's what they're going to have to do they're going to have to really watch the little shenanigans that go on with this Nashville team and they're just going to have to be better than that and it's unfortunate but that's what they're going to have to do I think if they do meet this team in the playoffs and I know a lot of people ask us hey are the Ducks still going to make the playoffs you know when are they going to get healthy those are a lot of the fan questions we get and the Ducks are looking to get healthier. I mean, they're talking about Getzloff and Kessler. They've been skating. They're hoping that they're going to come um, back, not on this road trip, but the next one. So that's a huge positive right there, Eddie. Because like you said, you know, we get them back and, and we can kind of look at this lineup. Obviously, there's some stuff going on. We'll talk about some updates on some of the other players that came out of uh, uh, practice as well today. But if you're going to look at this team – and making a push for the playoffs, the second half, you know, turning it on after Christmas, which is kind of what we were kind of, you know, used to with this team. But you're talking about Getzoff, Kessler, Henrik, and Verment as your centers. I mean, that's pretty damn good for your four centers. And then obviously we'll play around with the the uh, the forwards and where they're going to go. We we think. It would be Cogliano, Kessler, and Silverberg back together. And then it's really a, a, a issue of who they're going to put. With Getzoff and Henrique, you know, if they're going to do Getzoff and Perry or Getzoff and Raquel, and then most likely Getz and, and maybe Richie together, and then you'd have um, Casse, Raquel, and Henrique together, something like that maybe is another possibility. And then, of course, the fourth line is just going to be a mix. There's so many players right now. The Ducks have a lot more depth on the forward um, spot when they're healthy. So, I think this lineup's going to be really, really strong, Eddie. I like the trade. I think if we get uh, just even getting Getzloff and Kessler back. It also looks like Raquel might come back. You know, he practiced today. Um, the Ducks are going to play Vegas, so he he may be in on that game. So things are looking a little bit up, Eddie, and I, I think in a couple weeks 
we really got to see how this team's going to do. But I, I, I'm really hopeful they're going to look strong, especially down in the center spot. Yeah, you know, it, things will start to look better when everybody eventually gets back and is 100% healthy. And, you know, as for, for the lineup, I think that probably becomes a little bit more clear in the games leading up to Getz's last return. I think everybody most likely believes that the Kessler line is going to come back together and Kessler, Cogliano, and, and Silverberg. Um, and then from there, I, I think the Ducks now have a few games before Getzlaff comes back where they can really look to find some chemistry with Adam Henrique and, and whoever's going to play on his wing. Um, you know, you would assume from the reports if Raquel is ready to go against Vegas, we could see Adam Henrique, Perry, and Raquel on a line together. And, you know, if the chemistry sticks there, that might be a line that we see when Getzlaff comes back. And then the guys who are left over, either Richie, Kasha, uh, Kevin Waugh, if, he, if he's end up still with the team, those are guys who might get put together with with Getzlaff. It's unfortunate that Patrick Eves is obviously is out and, and most likely out for the rest of the season because that's a guy we would easily just plug in on a line with Ryan Getzlaff. So I think Getzlaff's going to probably be put with kind of whoever's left over uh, because he's coming into the lineup. Um, at a time where you know the Ducks are going to probably have the Kessel line together, probably have somebody who's going to be playing well with Adam Henrique, and then Getzlaff kind of gets to pick up the pieces and and play with whoever. But you know he's he's pretty good at that. I, I mean to, you can put him with anybody; he's going to find them the puck. So I'm not too worried about that. But yeah, it, it's definitely exciting. You know, getting all these guys back healthy. You know, the Ducks aren't in a great position, but they're not that far out of it. You know, they, they, we talked about how the Kings were struggling a couple podcasts ago, and all of a sudden now, well, they're on a five-game win streak, and they're clear at the top of the Pacific Division. Then you've got Vegas right behind them, who are still playing well. But other than that, you know, the Ducks are uh, right now they're two points behind Calgary, who are losing tonight, so that that game in hand will be lost. They're uh, three points behind Vancouver. And they're three points behind San Jose, who has a game in hand but lost to Washington tonight. So they're not that far out of it. No, they're about two games uh, out of, a, of third place in the Pacific Division right now. So we get everybody back healthy, there's, there's definitely a chance. I agree. Uh, that's the key, getting you know everybody back healthy. Now, <clears throat> some of the other questions uh, kind of tied into this is uh, some questions about Richie. Uh, from Joshua and another uh, Eddie, not you, obviously, uh, but they're asking some questions about him and whether or not you know what's going on with his performance. If we're going to trade him, uh, we have another question too. Let's see here from uh, uh, Michael, not me, another Michael, of course, but uh, he's asking if the Ducks will make a trade before the trade deadline. So we kind of have these questions about Richie, his his performance. You know, he's not doing as well. Will the Ducks make another trade? I, I mean, I don't really see it, Eddie. I, I don't. You know, I, I just don't see them making one pending. You know, I hate to say it, knock on wood, more injuries, but I don't, I don't see them doing it. I mean, I think Richie maybe is not doing what we've expected uh, in the season so far, but I think with what we've got and what's going on now. I don't really see the Ducks doing anything until they get closer to that uh, trade deadline. Yeah, and you know, in in regards to Richie, I I really don't see any situation where he's moved. I, I mean. You know, the Ducks have him as an RFA, so they've got him locked down and, and, and easy, you know, can easily re-sign him to a new contract at the at the end of this season. But, you know, um, the only way I see him maybe moved is if the Ducks are looking to make another big splash, they might be able to package him uh, with somebody else, either another prospect or, or with a, another another player. So they could package him with somebody to, to bring in a better player. That's the only situation I see him moved. 
Um, as for another deal in general, I, I think that's something we probably see at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, there'll most likely be you know some some names available that are familiar with the Ducks, especially David Perron is a guy that could be available if uh, if Vegas decides to move him. I believe he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. I, I think if any deal gets made, it's most likely a rental deal. And what we saw with Patrick Eves when they brought him over from Dallas, um, a couple I believe it was last season. So. You know, there, there's that's the only thing I really see get getting done right now. I think they wait till everybody comes back and is 100% healthy. You know, I don't see barring any, any injury, any trade made either on defense or in net. I think the only addition probably comes with an, and maybe a trade for a top six or top nine forward at the deadline, depending on how the the team is performing. And, and with that, what do you think about Richie? I mean, he's played in 24 games this season, three goals. Five assists, um, minus eight on ice rating. What are you disappointed in the way he's played? Do you think he should be doing more? I mean, obviously, when he first came up, he was the big talk of the town for the Ducks. We really thought he was going to do, you know, extremely well, and and here he is, you know, eight points in twenty four games in this season. Yeah, and you know, I think it's disappointing because you know the fact that he was was part of that trade. That uh, that the Ducks made with with the Ottawa Senators, so they ended up getting a, you know a tenth overall pick, and we were all excited that they were they're having such a high pick. Uh, and you go and get Nick Ritchie, and at the time, you know, he w- it was a good pick. I, I think everybody was excited uh, to see what he could bring to the Ducks lineup. But you know, it, it's been kind of a disappointing run so far. I think every season we've kind of expected him to take that next step offensively and he really hasn't done it and that's kind of a, another season like that for him from this year and you know i don't think it's time to trade him he's only 21 you know he's a big guy and, and there's plenty of time for him to develop he might be a, a late bloomer and and come into his own and, and you know he could be a, a patrick maroon type player for the ducks down the road but um no it, it's definitely disappointing i think just due to the fact that he was such a high draft pick you know 10th overall you expect a lot from those guys and and for him to not be you know a constant contributor constant contributor for this ducks team is definitely disappointing yeah and i agree with you i i think we do expect a little bit more out of him so i'm hoping that that is the case and he does pick it up um obviously in the next couple of months or else maybe we will see something at the trade deadline i mean i, I don't think it's likely but it, you know if he continues to kind of underwhelm then you know maybe one that you see in there uh in the mix at least maybe in some of the discussions you know another uh, question i thought was interesting too is we talked about the lineups and the ducks getting these players back but uh tom asked this question you know do you think that it's going to be an advantage later on that the Ducks have all these injuries, i.e. basically that, you know, a lot of these guys <clears throat> aren't going through the, a grueling 82-game season. You know, they get work out whatever their issues are and they come back healthy, you know, um, Getzloff and Kessler. Some of them have been, you know, obviously in and out and whatnot. But what are your thoughts on that? Do you think <clears throat> getting a bunch of these players back, maybe they're a little bit more rested? Do you think that will help the Ducks come, you know, the second half of the season or – I mean, it's going to help no matter what, obviously, getting these guys back. But do you think the rest is going to help it even more, I guess? Yeah, you know, to be honest, I didn't actually think of it that way. But when you put it in, you know, put it into terms like that, I think it can definitely be beneficial if the Ducks end up getting into the playoffs and look to make a long run. I mean, we look at last year and, and you know, after the playoffs, it came out how many guys had little injuries or bigger injuries 
um, that they've been dealing with throughout the, the playoffs. I mean, specifically, obviously, Kessler, who needed surgery, and he was continuing to play for the Ducks, and, and then Lindholm and Votner needed shoulder surgery, and they were still playing. So um, I think it, it can be beneficial. You know, by the time Kessler gets into the lineup, he's probably going to have a little bit more than half the season to play, and then obviously into playoffs. And, you know, he'll have some time to get adjusted and get going. And, and then by the time, you know, he's really on the grind, he'll have about 30 games under his belt going into the playoffs. So, I think it can definitely help. You know, guys are going to be less tired. They're not going to have to deal with that full 82-game schedule. Um, and when you when it's your top two centers, the guys who are going to be playing the most minutes for you, I think that can be beneficial in the long run. Yeah, and I, I concur. I, I think it is going to help out the Ducks <clears throat> getting these guys back. Some of them not, you know, obviously Kessler not playing any of the games. Some of them only playing in a couple. I think it's going to be huge. It's going to, you know, make this team uh, be a little bit fresher down the stretch. And like you said, going to the playoffs, we, we saw, especially against Nashville, our favorite team, uh, some of the injuries and whatnot you know, really hampered them in those last couple games when they got eliminated. So it's definitely a plus. And, you know, with that, the Ducks, uh, you know, they practiced today, had some more updates and whatnot. Uh, we found out that Raquel was practicing. Looks like he may play against Vegas. Kosala uh, uh, got sent down to San Diego as a result. Um, Silverberg, he skated. We don't know for sure if he's going to play or not, but that's a good sign. And the only the only negative, really, Eddie, I mean, it keeps on happening. But Lindholm was uh, reported with a quote unquote upper body issue. So <laughs> I don't know if that's an injury or what that is, but he has some kind of an issue. Probably won't know more until close to game time against Vegas. And that's who the Ducks are going to face off. Uh, you know, coming up this week, they got. Um, it's not going to be another easy week, Eddie, but they're going to play Vegas. Ottawa and Minnesota. Um, you know, we already lost to Vegas. Ottawa and Minnesota are, are kind of so-so in the mix, but still not not going to be an easy week by any stretch. No, and, and I think the toughest game this week is the game against Vegas. Uh, you know, you're going and playing them at home where they're arguably one of the best, if not the best, home team in the National Hockey League this season. You know, they're 10-2 and two at, at T-Mobile Arena. Um, and they, they've been pretty much unbeatable there. So it, it's going to be a tough game. You know, I, I, we probably see Gibson go in that game and Miller come in on the back-to-back at home against the Senators. Um, you know, and Senators are, are, are a struggling team. And, and really, they've, you know, a, a trade that was supposed to help them has, has almost hindered them. They've been struggling since getting Matt Duchesne. They've been 2-7-1 in their last... 10 games and got hammered 5 nothing by, by the Winnipeg Jets the other night. So I think you definitely see Gibson go in that game against Vegas and then Miller in, in against uh, the Sens and then probably Gibson again uh, against Minnesota. But I think it, it'll be nice to, to break up this uh, this road trip that they've had, play a couple games at home, get a little bit of rest, and then prepare for that long uh, six-game road trip right before Christmas. Yeah, I'm hoping and looking at these three games, I'm hoping the Ducks get four points out of this a three-game stretch. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, Vegas, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like you said, it's just tough. And then they're going to Vegas. So we'll see how that game goes. Ottawa and Minnesota, you know, maybe they have a chance. They can at least pull out three or four points in those two games. They do have one more game uh, at home against Carolina. And then, like you said, <laughs> another uh, rough road trip. You know, they're going to have St. Louis, Washington, New Jersey, uh, the Rangers, the Islanders, and Pittsburgh. So, 
the the key coming up though on that road trip is it sounds like Getzloff and Kessler will be back. So if they are indeed ready to go at the beginning of that road trip, that'll be huge because we'll really see how this team I think will go. And the big thing now is just trying to monitor, I guess, Lindholm is what we're going to have to see. But, it, you know, as far as the rest of the Ducks look, they're getting more and more of these players back. Eddie, things are looking up. Like you said, um, they're hovering around 500. And that's what you and I talked about way back when the season started with wh- whatever the injuries were back at the beginning of the season. It changes every day. But we knew the Ducks were shorthanded going into the season. And you and I said, hey, if they can hang out you know, till the holiday time and be, you know, in the 500 range, they'd still be within striking distance of the playoffs and have a good chance to make a run. And, and like we said, we don't care if they win the Pacific division, whoop de do but I, I like what I'm seeing so far. I, and I like the trade. I think it's beneficial. It's going to help this team. And I, I just think it can only get better. Uh, even despite everything that this team has faced so far this season, the fact that they're still competing, you know, they've only had a couple games where they had some ugly losses, you know, Chicago, Florida, and whatnot. Uh, overall, you have to be proud of this team and the way that they've just fought through this season, uh, facing, you know, more adversity than any team so far this this season and probably, you know, many other seasons as well. Yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see how this team can perform once 100% healthy. We haven't seen a game this season where everybody's been in the lineup, obviously, because Kessler has been out since the beginning of the season but you know it'll be it'll be nice to see well I mean I guess they won't be 100% healthy because Patrick Eves is still in the lineup but it'll be nice to see every pretty much everybody in the lineup and and really seeing what this team can do cuz once everybody's healthy this is a scary team to face and and we had some high expectations for this team going into the regular season and then obviously all the injuries hit um, and and it, it's been pretty disappointing so far. But but like you said, I, I think the fact that they're still sitting around 500, they're only about three to four points out of the uh, third spot in the Pacific Division. And and to be honest, like you said, we don't really care if they win the Pacific Division this year. It, it's a long battle to really get back and and beat the Kings and and the the Golden Knights out of the spots that they're in right now. But you know, it, it's all about getting in the playoffs right now. And hopefully things are turning around, and by the time this next road trip rolls around, we can get Gensler back in the lineup, we can get Kessler back in the lineup, and hopefully no more injuries occur uh, throughout the rest of the season and the Ducks can make a good push for the playoffs. Yeah, that's just going to be the key. It's just getting healthier, and I, I think, like we talked about, they, the trade that they've done so far, we like what we see from Henrique and Blandisi. Uh, it's worked out you know, so far. I mean, obviously, it's only been a couple games. It's still early, but you got to like what you're seeing from both of them, the effort on the ice, um, and it's, it's obviously worked out. I mean, they got a point in two games, but <clears throat> you definitely see the way the Ducks are playing, and overall, it's been very good. So, you know, I applaud uh, Murray for making the trade. You know, we, we talked about you know, maybe something having to happen. We thought it was going to have to be a little bit closer to the trade deadline, but it came a little bit earlier. And I think it was great timing with all this different uh, injuries going on, especially this last week with, you know, Silverberg going out and now it looks like he's coming back. Um, just different things, trying to plug this lineup because, you know, trying to figure out <laughs> who's playing where on any given, you know, night is, is just crazy with this um, injury um, mess that's just happened this whole season. But, I think there's a lot to look forward to, and I, th- I think the trade will be beneficial. The Ducks are going to go into these uh, next games. Like we said, Vegas is a tough game, but then they got three games at home. So overall, um, it's looking good. I, li- I like what we've seen so far, uh, the way that they've competed, 
And yeah, I mean, you just got to wish that the team stays healthy, Eddie, and, and that's the key. And then we get this team back. I, I think we're going to be ready to rock uh, for the second half of the season. Yep. And, and uh, you know, I, I think going into this week, uh, we got to be cautiously optimistic. Uh, you know, this is this is going to be a, a still a tough week. You you are playing some slumping teams in, in the Senators and the Hurricanes, but you know, it, I, I think the the key for the Ducks this week is, is to get those points at home. You know, they've got uh, two games at home this week, and then the last game at home against Carolina before the road trip is is on Monday. I know, so we'll probably be back uh, on Sunday with the podcast, so it'll be before that. But it's going to be important for them to pick up points at home. They haven't been great at home, and a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that this team has been decimated with injuries all season. But you know, they're sitting at 6-7-2 and two right now at home, and that's definitely got to improve if they're going to make a push. Absolutely. And like you said, we'll be back in about a week um, with that. Stay up to date on all the stuff. We post all you know the articles. We keep doing uh, poll questions and whatnot. And we'll see you then. Let's go, Ducks.